And that's how the theme song goes. <laughs> oh boy, it was a real, uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to, to get everything ready in time. Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, com. Like I just said, it's a website. You can go there. Okay, here we are. Here we are. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you are seeing it. We are in the final moments of me uh, moving in into this uh, new apartment I'm I've got over here down here in Atlanta. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Oh, my God. See, that's unprofessional. I was listening to this theme song, the 15-second the theme song, so that I'd be able to uh, get in here and shoot this video in the proper way. And here we are doing it again. Uh, yes, I did move. Like I, just, like I said last week, I was in the, th- in the throes of moving. And I moved to an apartment about 20 minutes north, south, east, west. 20 minutes west <laughs> of where I originally was. Um, it was great. It was a good move. I did it all alone, uh, with the exception of a box spring, which I did have help with, uh, but it's, uh, the, the new space is better. It's obviously bigger at the corner. <laughs> if you can see, if you watch the video, which I urge you to do, go to youtube.com slash people's comedy to watch that, uh, the video version of the podcast, as well as the premiere show for the website is a uh, news time. <laughs> you can go ahead and see that the corner of my room that I am now in is about twice as big as the original, uh, not the original, as the the place that I was uh, shooting the show in. If it's a little echoey, it's because the room is giant. <laughs> the, the listen, I'm just gonna be completely completely honest with you. The room is giant, and I'm and we there's a new camera set up, and I'm only paying attention to the GoPro for some reason. But even though the DSLR is the camera that's in front of me. And it's uh, I got I still got to figure out how to shoot these things. Uh, I shot new I, news time was just so hard. I shot it on the the Sunday before it came out. Uh, I had to I had to shoot it. I had to re- actually finish writing. It. I had to shoot it, and then I had to edit, put it all together. And thank God it all got done that Monday because that was really I had to. I wanted my goal was to have it out by Monday before nine o'clock. I got on Monday night Monday night at like seven thirty. Thank God. Um, and I did miss a deadline for for the interview I was supposed to type up. Maybe that'll happen after I do this. But it is 3.42 on a Wednesday. And I have other things I want to do, such as not type up an interview that I did let go on for longer than it should have. Uh, so here we are. Do another episode of News Time. I've got uh, the laptop pulled up. The, the, so one of the... the not every place is perfect, and one of the bad things about this place is that the Wi-Fi, the router is all the way, there's a three-bedroom apartment, the router is all the way at the front of the apartment, and I'm, it's like a linear apartment, so I'm all the way in the back, because I got the master, because I got, because I'm a diva, <laughs> and uh, and it sucks, because they have a repeater, but the repeater, I, I, I put in my, my router from my house, I put in the repeater, I mean, I put in my router from the house, and uh, now it kind of just doesn't work with the repeater. So sometimes the Wi-Fi is just choppy, and by sometimes I mean ever since I moved in, the Wi-Fi has been bad. <laughs> uh, you know, you'd be watching something on Hulu, and then it'll stop and pause, and and no, and nothing will happen. And then you'll see the loading bar, or you'll be watching something on Netflix, and then it'll start buffering. Uh, Whatever uh, FX, if I watch something live, which I typically do on FX, the and, and TBS, the app on Xbox One, it'll just it'll just stop. I sound a little hoarse just because I don't have a 
again, this is a place, two, two houses I've lived in, there's no uh, drinking water available. You got to buy it. I also have another thing that's another negative about this place is, and I don't mean to harp on the negative aspects because there's a lot of positive, but there's, so here's the, here's the thing. It is in, it's in the city of Atlanta and it's in a part of Atlanta that used to not be so good, but now it's like halfway there to being a better part of Atlanta. Um, but here, but here's the thing. I'm in the still not so part, not so good part. Like it's like it's got splotches of the you know the gentrifying nature of it, and then uh, then there's just like you know what it used to be, which is a dark city place. <laughs> uh, but basically, it's it's right next to Pond City Market. If you have, if you ever go to Atlanta, uh, don't go to Pond City Market. It's an outdoor mall, and it's or it's a giant shopping complex, and it costs a lot of money to do anything there. Park eat sit it costs so much money uh but there's like there's ponts if you're watching the video there's ponts then there's the gentrified part where people live and then <laughs> there's the ungentrified part and that's where i live <laughs> but you know we're getting there it's like it's literally across the street and there's gentrified so we're getting there so there's people hanging out all the time there's screaming going on what are you screaming about people hang out like i would go i go to the gym at like six in the morning and then I get back, and still I still go to a gym that's like twenty minutes away, which is a bad on my part. But it's twenty eight dollars. I'm not paying anymore <laughs> for any other gym. But you drive. I drive the twenty minutes, and I and then I come back around. I want to make my time worth it up there because I don't want to sit in traffic. So I drive back around eight thirty. Get back around nine o'clock, and you know people already sit. Sometimes at six o'clock in the morning, people are already sitting outside, just hanging out, like they got nothing to do. And I'm not saying I have everything in the world to do, but just, uh, you know, find something else, to guys. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Let's move on. Uh, so I've, I found an article that uh, actually I, I wanted to talk about last week, but I completely forgot. <laughs> um, but DeSus and Miro are leaving Viceland, of course. I think I, I think I mentioned that last week. I actually, I don't, even, I don't remember because uh, I don't even listen to the show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm the only person that does. But DeSus and Miro left Viceland. And or really, Viceland cut them cut them off uh, after they heard got word of the Showtime show that uh, they were the two guys were creating over there on uh, the Showtime. That's why they call it the Showtime show. And they sat down with Bossip, Bossip writer. Oh, okay, it just says Bossip staff. Well, they sat down with Bossip to talk about the real reason they left. They left because Vice. Was gonna was basically treating them like workhorses. They wanted them to do so much and not pay them uh, that much more. And we've all been in that. Well, a lot of us have been in that position. I know I was at the news station. Should have stayed there because I hate walking dogs and I hate moving. Uh, but uh, Desu says that Vice had them for two more months. Uh, they didn't leave Vice. Vice ended the contract. <laughs> this is him saying this. They were in their feelings because we were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but really, uh, Day Susan Miro, their show, their talk, late night talk show, was the only thing that was getting ratings for Vice. Uh, like I said, uh, Vice Land. Like I said, Vice Land is a dying institution, even though it just came on the market about a year, year and some change ago. They gave everything they got. They gave they gave they gave everything. Uh, Day Susan Miro. They gave everything they had, and you know, they just didn't want. You know, they only they want they only wanted them to plateau, 
and they wanted them to plateau but do more. This is what Desu said. Viceland wanted 160 episodes per year. We have no writers. It's literally, it's just those two talking. It's just them two talking about videos from the internet or stories from the internet or from the, from the news or whatever. It's just those two talking. And then they talk to comedi- uh, uh, celebrities for 20 minutes. Cut down to you know, however long and then put on the internet in full interview form. And it's just those two talking every single day. And they wanted them to do this for 160 episodes. And Desu said, pay us $160 million. Otherwise, we would have killed each other, which makes sense. What if, what if uh, TBS treated Conan like that? Just Conan, it's just Conan and Andy just sitting on the couch for 20 minutes. And then it was 40 minutes with a, a, a guest or two. Oh, the battery on the GoPro is about to die. <laughs> I should probably plug it up. It was charging before... And I just didn't, it just takes such a weird cable to charge it. So this is probably going to be a short episode. <laughs> and it just, and it, uh, back to the story, but it, it, it just sucks that Viceland, for being such a forward-thinking uh, periodical and uh, internet website and company, they just have the most backwards things. <clears throat> it just doesn't make sense to me. How can you, how can you be a boys club? How can how can you write about women's rights and drugs and all this other and the uh, positivity of drugs and uh, sex positivity and all this stuff? How can how can you promote that? How can you promote that? And then say, uh, this is a boys club and we don't know how to treat the people that work for us. It just doesn't make sense. I urge you to go read that Bossip interview. They they gave out uh, Daisy Zamiro put out put out a lot of stuff. Um, in the interview, said a lot of stuff. I think it's very interesting. Uh, check it out. There's also a Captain Underpants TV show. Now, Captain Underpants is a book series by Dave Pilkey, and uh, and the show is based kind of on the movie. Um, the movie that came out with DreamWorks last year, and uh, you can watch it on Netflix. But now this is a Netflix series called The Epic Tales of Captain Underpants. It has nothing to do with the book, but it still carries around the same. The same storyline as the book. It's an animated show uh, rather than being CG, which works out in his favor. Uh, stars of the show include Nat Faxon, Dave Keckner, Tress McNeil, Stephen Root, Mindy Sterling, Clancy Brown, Jim Rash, Maggie Wheeler, John DiMaggio, Rob Riggle, and Sean Astin as a narrator. And then there's a couple of kids who are the main characters, George Beard and Harold Hudgens. And they are doing a fantastic job. Those kids, I, I mean, and I mean this... In the best way for the rest of DreamWorks TV shows. DreamWorks has really good animated shows, which I've talked about before. Voltron, uh, King, All Hail King Julian, uh, 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 Dragons, Riders of Burke. But this show has really good voice acting for those two main characters. And I think it's because they're children. And uh, Well, actually, I hate child actors. But I think it's because that they are kids and they don't. They're, they're just they're reading it with such enthusiasm. It just pays off. There's only 10 episodes. Oh, 13 episodes. They're about half hour each. And they really they really play into the sensibility of the book. It's a very the book series, sorry. There's it's a very happy, cheery series. A lot of butt jokes, a lot of fart jokes, and that's how the books were and you know, I've kind of grown out of that, but you can't really tell. Nat Faxon is uh, Captain Underpants slash Mr. Krupp. You can't really tell it's him. He's he's putting on a voice and I think he's doing a good job. Uh, the movie, I thought the movie was fine. I didn't 
like Kevin Hart and Thomas Middleditch starring in it. Uh, but I thought the movie was, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to upgrade it from fine right now. I thought, I thought, I thought it was good, but still again, I think they miss miscasted the voices. And I know you want to sell this to, you know, adults and stuff and so they can enjoy it. But look at the peanuts movie, the peanuts movie, the the recent one that came out in 2015, that one had all an all children cast. You knew none of those kids except for Kristen Chenoweth, who was the uh, Snoopy's love interest. You knew none of those people. And that's and it really paid off in its in its favor. I mean, we won't get a sequel to that movie anytime soon. We will in a, in a couple of years, but but I think I think it's a good movie. That movie was uh, not nominated for an Emmy. That's very strange. Should have been not, not Emmy Oscar. It should have been <laughs> Adele. Yeah, I hope it wasn't nominated for an Emmy. What what did it? That was what 2016, 17, when that movie came out. What was it going up against? Yeah, 2017. Yeah, that's a movie I, I would have definitely put up uh, for Oscar nomination. Anyway, the show is good. I'm only a couple episodes in. Uh, Dave Pilkey is, I don't know if he's even still writing those books. Oh, he also did Dumb Bunnies, which Dumb Bunnies is a, f- a fantastic series, which I really love, uh, which I haven't read in years. Again, of course, because I'm an adult. But the last, the last book. All right, so there were... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen or fourteen books in the main Captain Underpants series. And then there were eight spinoffs. Dogman, what is that? Uh, which and I had Super The Adventures of Super Diaper Baby. Such a funny book. I I had that book. Um I uh so <laughs> Sorry, I just got a bunch of emails from Deadline. Uh, Captain Underpants. Uh, Captain Underpants, the first book came out in 97, second one in 99, and then they just basically came out one year uh, after each one. And I think I stopped at the... Okay, I think I stopped at the Captain Underpants and the Preposterous Plight of the Purple Potty People. I believe that's the one I stopped at. Or the Bionic Booger. I think that one might be it. No, I definitely had the preposterous. Yeah, because I, I don't even know if I... No, I still don't have these books, do I? Actually, I might. Anyway, Captain Underpants Pants books, they follow the same structure. They have the same chapter notes. Not notes. They have the same chapter titles and these flipperamas and these uh, running gags and stuff like Captain Underpants Pants getting hit by water. And the and the TV series uh, lives up to that same... To the same thing by doing the flipperamas by keeping the gratuitous violence you know in quotes out of there out of the uh, tv show and they mention it a lot it's so funny and uh, they do these things where they, they have these complicated plans near the end of the episode there's like two minutes left and then go to make a long story short and then they and they say the plan it worked <laughs> it's so funny it's so funny i urge you to watch the tv show if you have children read the book Oh, also the uh, Captain Underpants and a Sensational Saga of Sir Stinkslot. That I think that's the last book in the series, and that's when they mentioned that uh, Harold is gay, and uh, some people took offense to that because he's a child. Uh, I think it's great. That book came out in 2015. I think it's ahead of its time, even still. Very funny. It's very funny. They that uh, Pilkey said, you know what? Let's make this child gay. I think that's great. Do it again. Who cares? I don't even. And uh, I think I remember reading this a couple of years when the not the book, but I remember reading about that when uh, that new, when it became news. Uh, uh, I think 
that there was something uh, and I read it and I thought, oh man, that's such a great news story. Not news story, but it's such a great thing to have done. I was, I'm not gonna lie, I had to get up and press record on the camera again on the DSLR. Who cares? Who cares if the child is uh, gay? I think that makes it more inclusive. Like the Loud House. Loud House has gay characters. Now, I've only seen <laughs> a few episodes because it is a very, Lizzo Twist name is a loud show. But you know what? It's a fine show indeed. I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye on the Netflix. Uh, and it's a, it's a oh God, I can't believe I put that show off. Uh, but it's a shame that they shot it last year in Atlanta and no one knew. <laughs> and then you're lying. You are lying if you say you knew. Uh, <laughs> because that is a, that is, no one knew who these guys were. Uh, the guy, the Fab Five are uh, Anthony uh, Horowski, Tan France, Karamo Brown, Bobby Burke, Jonathan Van Ness, who I think I can get an interview with because he has a podcast on Earwolf. Uh, but there's, they're uh, great guys shot 16 episodes in Atlanta. They released Netflix. Netflix is doing this thing where they release two seasons a year. Uh, for a lot of the shows, it's either like at the top, at the middle, and then the, or at the middle and at the bottom of the year, which is very strange to me. But I actually enjoy it. It's really, I think it's a good idea. Um, but yeah, Netflix, they released uh, two. They got one, the first season came out in February, and the second season came out on June 15th. And then everybody was talking about it. You know, so there's, I can do one of two things. I can either continue not watching it, which I usually do for most shows, or I can just say, you know what, I need something happy in my life. And let me watch it. I also started watching The Handmaid's Tale. And now I'm about halfway. I'm not going to lie. I started watching that at 10 o'clock at night. uh, Two days ago. On Monday night. And I said, this is too dark for me. I got to turn it off. Turn on The Simpsons for the sleep. (laughs) And I'm about halfway through it. But so far, that show is not coming out to exactly what I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be. It's narrated by the main character. Which is by Offred. Uh, which is very strange to me for that kind of show. But you know what? It works. They make it work. And I just listened to uh, the ATX Film Festivals or TV Television Festivals podcast. And uh, in this week's episode or last week's episode, uh, pardon me, had the showrunners, the husband and wife creative team behind The Good Fight and The Good Woman. The Good Wife? <laughs> is that what it's called? And now I kind of want to watch that show. But anyway, back to Queer Eye. Queer Eye is great. They shot it in Georgia, a lot of places. Norcross, Marietta, uh, Covington, Atlanta, Winder, uh, Decatur, uh, Athens, Maysville, Clarkston, Gay, Dahlonega. Yes. So there we go. And uh, they're going to stay in the Bible Belt. Season three is going to Kansas City. Can't wait to see what happens. Cannot wait to see what happens. They got a lot of Emmy nominations. Congratulations for them. Speaking of Emmy nominations, let's uh, let's get right to it. The Emmy nominations this year were very predictable. And it is a shame that a lot of people such as Rachel Bloom and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend were denied Emmys because they want to give it to the same people every single year. It, it sucks. And uh, I want to fight for them. 
And I'm trying to find, I'm, the only reason I'm stretching this out right now is because I'm trying to find <laughs> the nominations. Please be on Wikipedia. Okay, here we go. Outstanding comedy series, Atlanta, Barry, uh, Blackish, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Glow, Ms. Maisel, Silicon Valley, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. If you can if you can afford to have all of those shows in there, why don't you first of all, Atlanta's not funny. I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, Silicon Valley is not funny either. And I know comedy's suggestive, but come on. Uh, Ms. Maisel, that's fine. Kimmy Schmidt, that's fine. They should Curb was uh, too self referential. The only shows that I that I actively uh, am rooting for are Blackish Berry. And I'm not saying I, I mean I watch all those shows. Except for Ms. Maisel. I'm about two episodes in. <laughs> but I watch all those shows. But uh, Blackish Glow, Barry, and uh, Kimmy Schmidt are the only ones that I am rooting for. The other ones, they have your awards. Come on. Let Blackish win something. Let Blackish win an Emmy. They spent the last f- uh, five, six episodes of the last season talking about like all as a drama. Also, Michael Chang and Colin Jost are hosting. Drama series, you know, it's the shows that you typically would see. Why is Stranger Things up there? So I don't get the appeal. I don't care about us nostalgia. Variety sketch series. I cannot believe Amy Sedaris' show was nominated. And I love you, America, with Sarah Silverman. That's great. I wouldn't really call that a sketch series. I would have I would have put that as variety talk series, but I think that Hulu knew what it was doing. Because there weren't that many variety sketch series out last year. Tracy Ullman show again flying under the radar and going into this I don't think anybody watches that show uh, Variety Talk series Samantha B, Trevor Noah Kimmel for some reason ah, I know why because his son was sick uh, John Oliver, Corden for some reason come on where's Conan let Conan be in there limited series The Alienist really no what <laughs> genius, godless Patrick Melrose uh, Giovanni Versace, which I did not get a chance to watch. I'm jealous. Television movie, Black Mirror, USS Callister, Fahrenheit 451, Flint, Paterno, The Tale. It's an HBO <laughs> spectacular. Um, everybody's talking about how uh, Netflix has more nominations than HBO and, and ending HBO's uh, Emmy nomination streak for 18 years. Listen, if you, th- I'm going to say this one time. <laughs> If you throw all the paint on the wall, at least some of it is going to stick. You hear what I'm saying? Quality over quantity is what Netflix is shooting for. I'm sure if HBO put out 500 hours worth of shows last year, then they would have the same nominations. Stop acting like Netflix did, did had an achievement. They're spending $8 billion on TV shows. And HBO is trying to trying to just uh, carve a niche. Anyway, uh, lead actor in a comedy series. Look, I'm saying Anthony Anderson needs to win. No one else here deserves it. <laughs> Let Anthony <laughs> have this. Tracy Ellis Ross, same thing for her for lead actors. Last year it was uh, one of the women from Gracie and Frankie. I think it might have been Lily Tomlin because <laughs> she's nominated again this year. Allison Janney is nominated for one single episode uh, for her outstanding lead actress. Everyone else is just nominated. Lead actor in a drama, Jason Bateman? No. Give it 
to Jeffrey Wright. The camera just shut off. <laughs> Give it to somebody else. Listen, I don't want to go through these because this is it's all the same people. But you get the gist. Maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe time for an overhaul of the uh, Emmy Awards. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> if anyone really cares. All right. <laughs> well, it looks like that's the end of uh, this episode of the Constitutionals. If you liked what you heard here, and I don't know why you wouldn't, head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where we've got the latest news, reviews, features, interviews. <laughs> I said the thing that I have not used in about a year. Uh, go to the web- Let's start over. Go to the website where we've got the latest. Uh, we've got some stuff. It looks, it looks nice and shiny over there. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Seabulls Comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Go to the website, cpluscomedy.com. Also head to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. That is where you can find the premiere show, or the video version of this podcast if you're not watching it, and all as well as the premiere show for news uh, for the website News Time, which is a weekly news show that I love doing, and we just had our 200th episode. So go to the go watch it. We just had our 200th episode, and it was a, it's an appreciation episode for the movie studio A24. I really enjoy their work. They had Hereditary, Eighth Grade, um, just a whole bunch of movies. The Witch, It Comes at Night, I believe. They have a whole bunch of movies. Tully? Is Tully one of theirs? I think Tully's one of theirs. A whole bunch of movies that come out. It's a distribution uh, slash regular studio, and I love it so much. And uh, I tweeted them. They did not see it. <laughs> I included the episode. They did not see it. Adam Tickets liked the episode I did on them. It's because I really love Adam Tickets. I used them yesterday to go see Sorry to Bother You. Oh, Sorry to Bother You. Wonderful movie. <laughs> go see it. I really wish people would not. I was listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour, and I was reading uh, you know, some things about the movie. Uh, and I really wish people would not mention that there is a it's a twist or something big happens in the movie because now I'm sitting there for 40 minutes into the movie and I'm thinking oh is that the twist oh is that the twist oh is that the twist oh he oh he's, he's taking this job oh is that the twist is that a twist uh, and then the twist finally happens and then I finally and then I'm thinking oh well okay that's that's cool but I've been expecting it for for so long it just makes me it's it's frustrating so if there's a twist just say oh the movie's great I enjoyed it see. That's what I could do. But Lakeith Stanfield did a great job. Tessa Thompson's wonderful. Jermaine Fowler. I can't believe I spoke to this guy and he's in this movie. I really hope this movie is successful and I hope, and I know like awards are, you know, this iffy thing where I was just uh, bashing on the Emmys for picking the same people. But I hope Boots Riley gets recognized for this movie at the Oscars and at the Golden Globes and at, at BAFTAs and every, every, every movie award thing. Not MTV Movie Awards. Because this is, sorry to bother you, is something special. And it'll be a shame if it does not make as much of an impact as Get Out and Black Panther. And, the, and, the, and that's, again, that's the issue I have. It's like, it's like people only have room enough in their brain for one movie about uh, people of color or women <laughs> per year. They only have one successful movie. Last year was Get Out. Uh, year before, and they like it wasn't even Moonlight. They didn't even like Moonlight. Uh, last year was Get Out. This year is Black Panther. And you know this movie. Sorry to bother you. 
crazy rich Asians, they're going to go under the radar because people just, they only want certain movies to do well. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a shame because Sorry to Bother You has a really great message and it shows it in such a unique way that I think Boots Riley really needs to be out there promoting it and showing it. Like I heard he was on um, uh, Jesse, uh, uh, oh, crap, what's his name? <laughs> on uh, He was on Bullseye with Jesse Thorne uh, talking about the movie. I think he was on NPR as, as well, uh, Fresh Air, I'm sorry. And it's uh, Lakeith Stanfield was on Comedy Bang Bang promoting the movie. You just don't see that with they're they're doing. And I know those are all podcasts, but for that movie versus Get Out and Black Panther, those those movies weren't weren't showing it that way. They were they thought they're on top of the world. Sorry to bother you. Can is still trying to is trying to hit the vibe of the nation. And sorry, God, there's so much that happens. in sorry to bother you. I wish I'll talk about it next week, but or hopefully if I remember. But it's a uh, it's a shame. It's gonna go. It's gonna go under the radar, and no one's gonna know. Like the people who went to go see it, saw it already. I saw it. Three dollars and seventy-seven cents. Used Adam tickets to buy it. Cost a dollar fifty for convenience fee. Cost me five bucks. <laughs> Still. <sighs> so yeah, there we go. Sorry about these. A fantastic movie. Watch it. Uh, I'm sorry about telling you there's a twist coming, but there's a there's a twist coming in the middle of the movie. Uh, just wait till you get to a party scene. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that's it. That's it for the constitutionals. Uh, oh, also, so Newstime was about a twenty-four. There we go. Thank you so much. All right, love you. Bye.